Right, we're recording now. So, uh, what have you been up to this week? You say people have been blagging you for like free information and stuff. Yeah, since the new year knew me, bollocks. I've had people ask me questions that is basically it's e- it's easy to some people some people are picking up so they're asking me basic questions what's a calorie deficit what's the best way to burn fat what's the best way to lose weight so losing weight and burning fat it's, it's two different things in in a sense um so i've been getting back to those as much as i can because i'm trying to give out as much information as i can for free just because because someone actually asked me a question and it was for me when i was starting six or seven years ago when i literally knew nothing I didn't know who to follow, I didn't know who to listen to, I didn't know who was real. So I just want to put real stuff out there that people can understand and, and not be too scientific with it all. So this week, just been answering questions. Someone asking me about getting into Strongman. It was 16 years old, so my answer to him was, I wouldn't even bother even start to pick up anything heavy, stupid yet. He wants to be going to his compound movements, he wants to go on his compound lifts, nailing those, building muscle. If he wants to start going competing at strongman at 16 years old, it's a very, very, very good thing to be getting into. But you need to be doing a lot more research into your body and how it's still growing and start abusing it at that age. Right. Well, I was just expecting to say, yeah, loads of people have been asking me stuff. I didn't expect like that um, tirade of words. But anyway, yeah. But that's the point of why we need to do this again, so then people can listen and they can get free advice because or they can ask us questions. We can do a Q and A. This is this is one thing that was I was I was going up to speak to you about anyway that I've already had a brainstorm and doing a Q and A at at the gym in obviously at the gym in Middleton where I train at Manchester Muscle and a PT from wanted to do a Q and A and a bit of a I won't say seminar but it's a bit of show and tell you you people come in I can get other PTs involved as well and other people so that you can have different um, avenues of the fitness industry and they come in and ask questions. And it's mainly for, because I get a lot of people asking me, how do I perform this move? Yeah. How do I perform this? And it's coming in, Q's and A's, mm-hmm. and then I can I can show people. I said that to you ages ago. I said we should just do like a, a squat seminar just for free, like just a day where I say, tell people if you want to like improve your squat or learn how to squat properly, we'll come and teach you how to squat properly that day and then do like bench one another day. That's a good idea to do it. It is, it is certainly something that's high on my to-do list. Very high. Oh yeah, and I want to, I want to build up a video library of instructional videos as well. I've been sort of I've done a little bit because I've been doing um, I've been doing like a program for absolute beginners with kettlebells, but it's for like people that are absolute beginners at kettlebells that also are working out as well. It's like proper simple, but I've done like a, a few instructional videos. I mean, they're not like mega like detailed and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. enough to get the stuff going. So we do stuff like that, like build up a library like Mind Pump Scott. Like we started doing, but we need to not take it so seriously. Yeah, I think, because we started this a while, we started this, I think it was about 10 months ago. And I think we were both super excited at the idea and we put too much pressure on each other to be doing this this week, doing this next week. And it's it's kind of got to the point where I, I got to the point where I felt like I'd let Paul down because I was always skipping and the work coming and... And, and that's what caused a bit of pressure on me to think like, it's not working, it's not working. So now I think we just need to lay back and give out podcasts when, if and when we can. Yeah, well it doesn't work if you don't turn up. <coughs> that's the point, we just need to be more laid back and have a bit more conversational like this. Correct. But anyway, 
we did we did get to a point where it was we have to talk about this and talk about that and and me just I just went off a tangent and I was always going off so oh yeah that's what we should do we should just go in and like catch up like what like 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 so that's enough like of us brainstorming now we'll get to do a bit more later but like podcasts just start like this so what have you been up to this week. So what have you been up to this week? Have you been doing that program that I did? For you? I have. I've been, I've, yeah. <laughs> it's funny when you start talking about like it's looking damn hard, you know. So I've come from the powerlifting where it's like four or six reps, or I'm going. If anything, I'll go up to max eight reps if I'm if I'm if I've done all my compounds and I'm going just doing a bit of bodybuilding style. I'll go up to eight reps. But wow. So yeah, he, uh, our kids give me because I want to work on my mobility again. Uh, it, powerlifting was something I wanted to do, but this week. As much as I've obviously been going, uh, following my pump stuff as well, I'm still learning on, and, that, and that's priming my muscles. So I'm learning this, but our kids give me a mobility workout, and I did I did exercise B, and I think I did workout B, which is chest maybe, I think it's chest, well I did chest anyway. Well they're all full body yeah, aimed, but, they're really but the like compound a, was chest. Yeah, yeah, you have your, your main yeah. focus compound at the beginning. Because that's one thing that I did stress to Paul, because I've left Paul to do to do my uh, training program because I do training programs for my clients and I get to the point I'm just like I don't know what direction I'm going in so I've told Paul what direction and he's he's given me a workout so I did the chest compound mixed with others and it was just the bench pressing to uh, decline bench press ups afterwards oh yeah so it was yeah, bench yeah. press I was doing reps of 10 and then straight into um, explosive explosive clap press ups from yeah. the bench and I'm, yeah, yeah. I must have got a lot of, I, out of four sets I'm like third setting just barely pushing my own weight off the bench yeah. and I'm just like wow it's because because my raw power strength like one lift two lift three lifts is yeah. very good anything over there working just that, working on that endurance exactly now. so he's taking it back now and getting getting some endurance back but trying to keep the size so yeah. it's, it, it's been very good and I'm still I'm still tweaking it I've not it's not a full routine yet and I think it'll without me putting too much pressure on myself it'll take me till the end of January to get a full routine of which day I do this which day I do that but in the meantime, I'm phasing it in. I'm still doing it. But what do you mean the prime stuff? Yeah, the prime stuff. I'm phasing it into your yeah. workout. Your workout now. It's I'm I'm on with it. Yeah. Oh, that's good then. Because I was worried that it was because I like to keep my workout simple. It's usually like three to four exercises. Because like what it is there, you just got three exercises really because they're all like supersetting mm-hmm. really. Apart from I think the last ones, or some of them are like complexes. Like, did you do the compass lunges with the kettlebell? No. Do you know what I even mean by no, compass lunges? No, I've just done, I've just done the things that I, I, I know. When I say I'm phasing it in, I'm still doing other bodybuilding bits. Uh, because, only because, for the reason that you said is, your workouts are, are not as not as lengthy or as mm. probably as tense as I'd like it because I have this mental state where I have to smash myself to feel like I've done something. And, and now I have to get over that fact of maybe I'm not going to leave the gym absolutely arsehole I'm going to leave the gym doing stuff that is going to be detrimental to my mobility That's so I'm yeah. going to, so I'm going to lose a bit of that intensity yeah. as in because in, intense is the, the dial that everyone try, seems to turn up and it's like it's like in your uh, your stereo most people just turn the bass up on the stereo because you need that mm-hmm. but you do a little bit of tweaking put the highs up a little bit Maybe the mid down a bit, depending on what's going on. Just boost the base a little bit rather than cracking it all the way up, and it sounds crisper. Because when I was working out, or like last year, I spent a lot of time like ill or depressed and anxious, and I didn't work out properly most of the year. But anyway, before that, after most of my workouts, I felt energized. 
Like you're saying that intensity where you're just killing yourself in the gym. That's what people do too much. Mm-hmm. That's just that's pure CrossFit mentality. Just get yourself knackered and then that's the job done. And then people get injured and stuff. So that workout that I give you, it's more like thought out and it's less about in the it's less about just hammering the intensity and it's more about the exercises that you're doing. Because if you'll notice, your first main compound exercise, it's a it's sort of a double up. Um, Superset. Yeah, it's double up superset. Yes, so you'll start off with, like you were saying, you've got your regular bench press and then you go into that clap explosive press up. And then your squat days, you've got, is it front squat or back squat? Back squat. Back squat, and then after that, it's uh, dead jumps with the um, kettlebell. Yeah, dead jumps with kettlebell. And, and also, because I've not, I've not, I started doing the dead jumps, but I want to, I want to, you need to teach me more on it. Yeah. Um, so the one that got me as well was the deadlift. Deadlift seventy percent of my one rep met, one rep max four yeah. sets straight into twenty kilo kettle swings. Twenty yeah. of them, I'm like, fuck me, yeah. dying. And then I've got to do some other supersets after that. But but whereas hey, I'm dying there, mm. that's killing me. Yeah. But then when I come to do the other supersets, it's yeah. not as intense as whereas in I'd I do my deadlift session, I do more back. And then instead of easing off and going to do some mobility work, mm. I'll just go and smash a bodybuilding split and and not have no mobility. So now I'm getting, I got well on the deadlift. I got I got knackered doing the deadlift, and then as I was doing the other bits, as much as it was, it was it was work, it was effort. Yeah. It I just knew it wasn't as intense, and I'm I'm, I'm already now. I probably probably a full week in this week and a little bit that I did last week, and I already feel I've already stripped body fat. I know I have lost a bit of size because when I was doing the powerlifting comp, but that's just because my eating's been better and I'm not cramming a load of shit in. So I already feel a little bit more mobile and, and it's weird to say, but I feel lighter on my feet. That's what I wanted back. Yeah. I wanted back feeling lighter on my feet because for what, 21 years of my life, I was a chunky little monkey. And everything was an effort to move. And Correct. That, and it gets like that when you get big, like power lifter size, big. Like you're doing, <coughs> oh my God, it's choking on coffee. Oh, death by coffee. Oh my God. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah. So yeah. So your second ex your second exercise is a protagonist antagonist sort of superset where you've got your your first exercise is like a main lift. Like what are some examples? Kind of what I did now. But anyway, say say like why you keep keep talking about it. I'll get it up. No, no. Like it. say you've got bench days on the days when you don't do bench. There's one where it's chest flies. Oh yeah. Followed yeah, yeah. by elastic yes. uh, pull aparts. So that... you so you've got your heavy lift on the your antagonist, which is. Uh, you're pushing like your chest and your arms for your chest fly, and then working on that uh, scapular retraction, working the opposite side, just so you don't get that impingement and it's just evening everything out. Well, that's that was my main thing that I come to you for was that because if you've not seen me, the people that will see me will understand, but the people that haven't that are just listening to this, I have an issue with I like lands under the hyperkyphosis, the rounding of the back. You got like you got a box, you got boxer shoulders. Yeah, uh, and that's because I've rolled my shoulders forward most of my life, sitting with a rounded bag, and I'm trying to sort that out now. But it's it's a big thing to try and sort out. It's not a quick fix. This is the other thing that I've got to try and get into my brain now that my, my muscle impairments and my imbalances are not a quick fix, and nothing's a quick fix. No, well, I'm still fixing my shoulders. I mean. I've got this one that I dislocated, which is my trouble one, and I'm still fixing that. But since I've been working with my kettlebells and I've been working on these principles of like mobility and flexibility and stuff like that, it's got a lot better, especially working with kettlebells, because I reckon I've destroyed my shoulders. One, 
doing rings and gymnastics. Hmm, yeah. Two, benching, like with my elbows flared, you know, to get that like bodybuilder style, which is just completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. what else? Something else. Trevor's definitely going to be skating. You must what, have skating, done. Oh yeah. You must have done something. No, no, that's my hip. Oh, exactly. That's what's my hip on the same. But my left <laughs> side's just knackered. My left eye is the one where I fell out of the bunk bed and stabbed it on the corner oh, of the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> my, le- my left shoulder's the one. <clears throat> my left shoulder's the one that I dislocated. Yeah. In the gym that time, and my left hip is the one that I always used to fall on on the coping, as the most mm. banging it. So that's where all my issues are. I'm, oh yeah, and my ankle as well. My ankle is the one that I dislo- yeah, well, yeah. my left ankle is the one that I dislocated skating as well. It must so all be. my left hand side is knackered, but it, it's not knackered. But it's like it's, it just needs that extra. It just needs that extra. Yeah, it needs that extra attention on it. It's like I think it must be an unfair thing because I'm just full of injuries, especially going up, especially leaving gymnastics as well. But but butchered both my knees through um, thinking you were in the Premier League when you were like, yeah I literally maybe in, maybe in weight but I was like, probably yeah. touching twenty stone playing football thinking I was running around like a ten stone that a whip it and also leaving gym trying to do things with um, oh, what's it called oh it'll come to me in a minute the grow the growing impairment in my knee oh I was good slatter. I was good slatter, so I had to deal with that. Grew out of that, but then yeah, snapped my knees, snapped my ankles. Snapped them. Yeah, snapped, snapped. But I, I had to be. I remember when I was in um, cast from my hip to my toes. That was because I'd I'd ripped muscle straight from my bone uh, in both my knees. I was doing. When did you do that? Doing a double back off the trampoline into the pit, landing, smashed both my shins, and and my legs had come back and it just ripped. You broke your shins landing in a pit. <coughs> No, landed on the corner of the trampoline. Oh, and it, right. As it, like, as it hit my shins, my, both my legs have gone underneath me and it's just ripped off. And then it ended up being a cast from hip to toe on my left side. That's why my left knee comes backwards. Mm. My left knee has like... Um, hyperextension. Hyperextension. Yes. Yeah, so uh, but at the minute, gym-wise, I'm suffering a lot with my left shoulder to the point of... A, I'm, I won't call it cold shoulder because I don't even fully understand what a cold shoulder is. But it's lack of mobility, but I can't... Pro, I, pro, you mean frozen shoulder? Yeah, I couldn't go... like cold shoulder. <laughs> frozen shoulder. I've heard it been called cold shoulder before, but... You no, know, you get the cold shoulder when someone turns, turns away from you, or just fucking... That's the I cold shoulder. I can just give it a cold shoulder, then talking about a frozen one. That's not even... You still used it wrong then. That's but, not the, the cold shoulder is like if, if someone like ignores you when you talk to them, that's when you say cold shoulder. <coughs> but frozen, fro, frozen, frozen shoulder is what it sounds like. It's It's... Up well, I'm, I'm laying in bed, or if I'm lay, just lay flat, yeah. I'm getting to the point where it feels like I can't even move and it's just numb, mm. and it's and it's really numb, and, I'm, and I've been digging in I, the trap and I found a ball in there that just needs, something needs doing on my left side, I'm oh struggling. But anyway, that um, I get that with my shoulders <clears> as well, it's from impingement and just nerves getting trapped in your shoulder, like sock joint, I mm. think, I theorise, but I get that too all the time, I wake up. With like numb arms all the time. Yeah, I, I, I get sometimes I get to the point where, especially if I've, I've had an heavy session, I get to the point where I'm laying in bed. I'm using my right arm to just pull my left one over. And I've, done, I've, done, I've done that in the morning. Woke up and I can't move my arm to roll over and wake up. So I'm like my left arm's asleep. I'll grab it with my right and just pull it. Yeah, over. exactly. And it, it, it gets to the point where it's getting annoying. And this is where the mobility is going to help because I get a bit stubborn when I'm training because of I've got the mentality of I, I need to train, I need to train. I can't do. I'll, well, I can do a, a, a lighter session, but it, for me mentally, it doesn't. It doesn't help. It needs to be a hardcore session every time. And now with my shoulder, I can't get one in. So you, you're fighting. You're fighting mentally as well. 
I've got you doing. I've got you doing. On that, you got get your program up that I wrote you. Yeah. When I've done compass lunges, has got halos in it, or I've put like kettlebell halos in there somewhere. You have, and just having a quick look, some box. Because, because, so. uh, like for with your shoulders, what? Because I've been doing a lot with clubs and mace swinging to help, like with my shoulder mobility, and it has really helped open them up a lot. But you want to start off with kettlebell halos, getting them, getting your arms right behind the back of your head, and then at the back, really squeezing your scapula right. together and I was, pulling I was, it around. I was thinking wherever the halos, but that was the mind pump. Um, Sorry, the, the, the mind pump um, pre-priming. Pre-priming. I'm in there and then some of the videos. Because yeah. in here I've got I've got my kettlebell compass lunges. Then I've got the kettlebell windmills, Jefferson curls, which are really going to help that that I need to perfect. Yeah. And then shin box get-ups. That's what I need to practice with you and, and look at the videos that you've done, shin box yeah. get-ups. <clears throat> but I had a, I meant to tell you as well, that one of my clients, one of my, one of my main clients who's <clears throat> he's on it three times a week he was he was saying i've, re I've really fixed his i'm helping fix his mobility yeah but um he was like yeah i used to do turkish get-ups and everything and now i can't even get up do you know what i mean he's really mm. really stuck with he was telling me he lived in birmingham and he had a pt trainer there and he was just going over some of the things of what this pt was making him do and he was making him squat heavy weights mm. on a squat back yeah. squat heavy weights and not even going anywhere near parallel not so even near parallel, not even mind past. Not even past. And I'm trying oh to God. tell I'm the first time a couple of few times he was like, Why am I going so low? So, yeah. so I'm then telling him he was like, I've never ever done this and all, all the stuff he's ever done because his main issue was he wanted to put on weight and put on size. So I think this other PT has just took that on to no matter what his form is, putting heavy weights under his body. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. So He's now got so many impairments in his in his shoulders and especially in his hips. He's, I've even I've told him to go and see a, seek professional help because yeah. I can't help. I can help him with the help of a professional. You not got you do not do you not know anyone who's a Cairo or like. <coughs> well, yeah, no, I've passed him on. He's been and seen someone, so he's got impairment. He's got impairments in his in his hip and his, something's getting trapped mm -hmm. in there because when I'm because I, I was doing exercises with him. To try and figure out where it actually was, so we was doing, uh, was doing the scorpion pose, um, and he was really struggling with that. And night scorpion poses, depressed position, one knee up to your shoulder, and then up with the hands up to the ceiling. <coughs> so he's tucking, so he's twisting uh, his shoulders, looking up, in oh, depressed position, yeah. doing the ninety ninety position, doing stuff like that with him, and I could really see he was struggling. And now I've finally got him to below parallel squatting. But obviously, it got to the point where he had to go and see some professional help. Yeah, and did you get some exercise prescription from them? Yes, he got some stuff to do. So and that's good. I take I take that on board. What we need to do, he's doing he's doing it at home and gradually getting better. So as a PT, it's not just making someone lose weight, and it, it's it's fixing people's impairments or what people are struggling with. Well, yeah, because I mean, people tend to focus too much on like looking fit and healthy and not on being fit and healthy. So they tend to sacrifice like actual health for the aesthetics and it doesn't always work. And then you end up with impairments. Like so I've seen how tight your hips are because I was, I was watching, you remember those um, kettlebell corner videos we did? Yeah, yeah. I was watching mm -hmm. you swing the kettlebell then and you, like there was no hip extension whatsoever and you look well funny. No hip extension. This is, this is another thing where I don't, 
exactly know where the tightness in my hips has come from because I want mine and Paul's past. I we, do. We were, from working your abs, leg lifts. <coughs> That's not, a very good point. Not, not flexing your spine properly when you're doing sit-ups. <coughs> just keeping that tension and it's all hip flexor work. That'll be what it is. That's, that, that's that my suspicion been, anyway. That was That's a very, very good suspicion because last year I was so... So it's fixated, I think that's a word. Asphyxiated, that's uh, when you like suffocate. No, <laughs> not asphyxiated, I was so fixated. Fixated on um, having abs, and I did get abs, but going about in the wrong way. I was having, I had abdominal, I didn't have abdominal, um, what would you call it? What? Not strength, but I, I had Endurance. very good, yeah, I had very good physical abs. I had abs on the outside, mm. but my. They were weak. Yeah. Are oh, you talking about your transverse? Yeah, my transverse, transverse abdominus was. Because you've been lifting with a belt like a fanner. Well, I only lift with a belt. At the time, I was wearing belts in the gym until I got the myth busted. But I, I wasn't working on core stability, I was working mm. on visibly having so good core. So you're just creating an instability in your abs by just working your rectus abdominis, which is your six pack, and not working all the other stuff. Correct, well, correct. I don't know, I need to, we need to like have a session, I need to see if I can get you swinging a club or mace, even with your wrist, and it should, it should be alright. Club and mace should, it, should, it shouldn't be too bad, but... I, I seem to think this is where my issue in my shoulders coming from is, is my wrist because I'm having to adapt a different position if I'm, if I'm doing dumbbells, yeah. I'm having to move or I'm having to shift because for me now, honestly, because for people who can't see, I've literally just got my hands as if I'm about to lift some dumbbells, I've got my elbows in and, and I can't, from there now, to, just to yeah. push up that sore all down there and it's like a little buzzing feeling all down there. Yeah, because, <clears throat> yeah, it is. That is basically what it is. I can't because I can't, I can't physically bend my left wrist. I had surgery on my left wrist where I can't bend it at all. So I'm having to shift my shoulder or my elbow just to try and get it into the position where it should be. Yeah. See, Ian's got a. You had a bone wasting disease in your wrist. Yes, didn't you? and, I had a disease and... called Kinebox disease, which was very rare. It was mainly mainly stories from America, but. I had to have two surgeries on my wrist to now have. And you've just got a plate in your wrist now, and it's just that's just, a, it. just a plate no, and no one articulation bone. really. You can I've like got bend your hand a little bit. I can just move from fingers. That's it. That's from fingers up and down. I can't move the wrist. I can move the thumb. So it's just adapting. So again, that's another thing that I I, I express to my clients and other people who go, oh, I can't exercise today, this has happened, or I'm struggling to exercise because I've got this. There's always some way around the way you can train. Yeah, you can work around <coughs> an injury, but it's like, for most people, this gets stuck in their workarounds. It's like, I'm just doing this temporarily, and then it becomes a habit, which is a, and it's a bad habit, and then you get these uh, instabilities and, um, and stuff. Mm, so, it's, again, it, why wow, we're just, shooting the shit it's it's finding a workout that you can work around it's for you um so for me i couldn't push i couldn't push because i couldn't put my wrist under any pressure so i couldn't push so where do i start from there where do i start from not being able to push so pull <laughs> correct pull get yourself still underweight so just because i couldn't push i wasn't going to have a really bad muscle imbalance where my back was going to be absolutely huge to my chest being so weak because i couldn't push it was getting still getting in getting workouts done and understanding my limits because it's just you've got to find what works and stick to it <coughs> we've got to, um <clears throat> you're probably gonna to have to stop doing some lifts 
or and just stick to the ones that don't cause that pain in your shoulder because i'm thinking straight barbell barbell pressing overhead is probably not the best thing for you anymore no it's and, um, I, and i love that exercise though it's one of my compounds and i do love it and i like it now that i've like worked the mechanics out i've got somebody else was showing me some other things in the gym it's, it's one of the best things about being in a gym with a lot of gym freaks is people can teach you different things and there's just an exercise that I'm doing at the minute using a stick against um, against the squat rack. Yeah. And it's applying pressure with the stick up mm-hmm. against the, the two posts of the squat rack and just slowly elbows in and I'm just pushing up into that overhead movement and extending mm-hmm. at the top and slowly bringing it down again. Yeah. But it's keeping the tension on the bar and the posts. Yeah, that kind of <coughs> works with uh, Mason. Because when you're working with a mace, you create a lot of... You, you're always trying to pull the mace apart mm-hmm. like and holding it. I forgot what my point was, but that's <laughs> but that's especially what was that? Is that your phone? How dare you! How rude! But that's uh, it's especially important because when you're pressing the mace overhead, you've got to keep that tension all through your body as well as in the mm. mace itself because all the weight's on one side, so you got to keep that tension as well. Mm-hmm. I forgot what my point was again. I've been like waiting for, for you to stop talking so I can say something for ages. So long, I've forgotten what. <laughs> just I'm tell me to show then. I, well, just no, ran, I just ran on about it. I just ran on about stuff. Just let you talk. You need to say stuff. I do need to vent out. This is one of the things why I wanted to do the podcast again because I've been thinking of direction and switch to go, which is gonna what's gonna help people the most. And quick little videos do help people, but also the quick little videos are an advertisement for uh, something bigger and longer, which is got more of a description in, which is why we're doing the podcast so we can go into more depth. Yeah, even though like. We've just been talking about Ian for the last 25 minutes <laughs> and all his problems. I've tried to get a few words in edgeways. Uh, you have to try a bit harder next time. So for the next 25, well, no, for just... the next 25 minutes, then we, we just talk about what you've been up to because what, what you've been dealing with, what you've been training, oh, yeah. why you stick to mace, why you do the unconventional stuff. Well, I don't stick to mace. I do everything. Everything. I'm looking forward to my plan for this year. Is January is going to be like mobility and getting back into shape because I've been out of shape. I've not been training properly for ages. And then uh, I want to try and put a load of weight on. And I want to try and get my um, my deadlift over 200 and my squat over 170, which I reckon I could do. Because while I was um, not being able to train like properly and not properly getting under heavy weight with my squats, I've been doing occlusion squats like mm. uh, quite a bit. And then when I, like, after I hadn't squatted heavy in ages, I could squat 140, like, prep fairly easily, yeah. for, like, two, three reps after, like, not squatting above 110 for, like, two or three reps. But, like, but like not even squatting more than just 50K and with my legs occluded. So I was getting the strength from just from the occluded squats. Yeah, so occluded in a nutshell. What? No, we don't have to do the inflammation <coughs> straight away. So but, no, but again, that's you adapting your training because you can't get under them heavy weights. So it's it's yeah, still well. I could. I just didn't want to stress myself too mm. much because I kept getting ill after I trained. I'd get. I'd like. I train. I do a couple of like light sessions. I'd be like, right, I can do a proper workout now, and I'd do a proper workout, and then I just, I'd just be dead. It was just too much stress on top of um, whatever like just underlying sickness I had since that pneumonia mm. but one thing one of the things that I want to talk about the most today is um, 
because last year because I couldn't train properly because I was ill all the time because I wasn't doing the work I was depressed and I've just realized I was way more anxious than I've realized because I was I kept wanting to do stuff like this podcast or my blogs that I was doing that I stopped doing or just doing um, or finishing off that course I was talking about earlier and I was just stopped doing it because I was anxious because I've been ill a bit so I was like right I need to get back on the nootropics and I need to get back on um, something to help with my mind. So nootropics in a nutshell basically is um, amino acids that are used by your brain as fuel or stuff like that or help in that sort of way just to help your brain you have the energy. Mm-hmm. The way I think about it is when I was on taking my nootropics regularly like at the beginning of last year or the end of last year, the end of 2017, I can't remember, time strange but anyway when I was on, when I was on them and I was on it I could push through all the like um negative thoughts all the not the negative thoughts but all the like the feeling of oh I don't want to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could push through the discomfort of doing something that I wasn't sure about easily whereas last year when I was ill I couldn't do that but the nootropics that I'm the one that's the most important I think is uh N-acetylcysteine now, when I had pneumonia, I started taking that a lot because, right, before I got pneumonia, I started on the nootropics, and that was one of the uh, ingredients. I basically just copied all the uh, the ingredients out of this nootropic coffee I got. I got oh, some right. coffee with, like, um, the amino acids and that built in, so it was, like, nootropic coffee. So I just got all the, the list of nootropics on the back of that and bought them, all, bought them all separate from bulk powders, and I made my own pills. But <coughs> N-acetylcysteine, what I was doing as I was putting them as I was looking at them, I was looking at, I was looking up online what they were good for as a nootropic, and I looked at N-acetylcysteine. Now, in the brain, it's it regulates glutamate or something, which is which will be like it'll help with fuel in your brain there, but it also has lots of other benefits. Like it's one, it's a precursor to the most powerful antioxidant your body produces, which is um, glutathione, the kind of stuff that's in dark leafy like greens, like kale and stuff like that. So that's it's, so it's boosting my brain power by giving it more energy. It's uh, boosting my immune system by creating that glutathione, and also as part of the immune boosting thing, is you know how you get like MRSA that stuff what you get in hospitals that's mm-hmm. killing people. Well, that yeah. stands for medi- medication resistant Staphylococcus. I can't remember what the A stands for. <laughs> I think, but anyway, it's 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 just a bacterial infection that is resistant to medication. And the reason it's resistance to medication is when bacteria forms colonies in your intestines. This is what I read online, by the way. Don't take anything I say as gospel. Please research everything I say and just ignore everything Ian says. Yeah, correct. It's <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> but, but anyway, when bacteria colonizes in your intestines, it creates this uh, film on top, biofilm, which uh, the antibiotics can't get past to kill the bacteria underneath. Okay. I mean, these... These films, they occasionally like rupture, like have a little volcano eruption and then the bacteria, more bacteria comes out so they can spread. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's closed so the antibiotics can't get in. N-acetylcysteine and, as a side note, um, uh, digestive enzymes, so I've got on them as well, mm-hmm. that they break down this barrier. So then your immune system or any antibiotics or say like the glutathione that the N-acetylcysteine is also helping you make, is getting into that bacteria and killing it. I mean, that's say that's like that's like sixty percent science and forty percent what I remember. 
But anyway, yeah, yeah. since I've been on that, I've felt loads better. Like, just last Monday, just this Monday gone, I had a bit of a freak out and anxiety attack. And I was like, how can I still be like this? But that day, I'd got my delivery of my uh, seal cysteine and some probiotics as well. Because I've been ill over Christmas, and it's all stomach-based. You've had it as well, haven't you? Yeah. It was, Everyone's it was, had it. Yeah, it was something that went around and just literally plagued the world, I think. I know, yeah. <coughs> Since that, I've just been like coming home from work and lying in bed. I'm like, how am I supposed to like build myself a better life where I don't have to go to work? If mm. I just want to go to sleep as soon as I get home. Mm. But anyway, since I've been on them, since Monday, I've felt loads better. Mm. And my class um, started on Wednesday as well. Mm. Uh, only Sam and Beth came, but quite a lot of people told me they couldn't make it this like this week. They can only make it next week, which is fine. Sounds like I'm going to have a full class next week. I'm a well, bit, bit worried about having enough equipment. Yeah, you'll, come, you'll overcome and adapt to that situation. Well, yeah, I've already, I've already got a plan. Because I've got like two, I've got, I've got seven pairs of clubs. So that's 14 clubs, so yeah. if like more than seven people turn up, just do clubs only. Correct. I mean, I've got kettlebells mm-hmm. as well. Lots of kettlebells do them as well. But anyway. That's one thing I miss doing classes. It's, yeah. tough, it's, tough, where, it's tough where I live, though, because with the main, the, the main gym in Middleton being, obviously Manchester Muscle, but the main, mm-hmm. um, what do you say, business and corporate gym is exercise for less. And once you remember there, you get classes for free. So once you start putting classes on in and around the area, unless it's for free in a field somewhere there's not much interest that you'll get um because i used to run a i used to run like a like a yeah it's like a boot camp thing that you were doing yeah it was but it, mine's um mine's it's more like it's kind of more like because it's well i do hope it's at a martial arts club where i host it but also because i'm it's mostly weapons work swinging clubs and maces it fits in well with that and it's specialized enough so yeah. Tell me where else you can go and get... Exactly what I was just about to say. Tell me where else you can go and get trained. I mean, there are places. I, I see a few people on Instagram. What do people know about them? I mean, there's one, there's one in Manchester that I've seen on my Instagram. And there's some, like, all through the country as well, but... Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. I yeah. was, just before you asked me that question, I was just about to say, because it's so unique and it's very niche what you do, yeah. it's no one else is doing it. I mean, I, I, I was running a boot camp. I was running a... Um, I was just running what you, your general fitness class is just to keep mm-hmm. people active, um, which any corporate gym is going to be doing. But yours is so niche to the fact that... I, when I posted the video on my Instagram, people were asking what it is that you were doing. Yeah. What's that? What's that stick with the ball in the end and stuff like that? So <coughs> it is very good to uh, have somebody as knowledge as you in the not the conventional way of oh, training. Yeah, unconventional. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is that I learned started when I started off with kettlebells. They were really good for mobility and stuff, especially in the hips where you're swinging doing the kettlebell swing. It's kind of like a dynamic deadlift I call it but since I've moved on to clubs and maces this all started just when I started off kettlebells just because I heard Rogan going on about him back in the day when he was going on about him he doesn't talk about him much anymore but anyway and then you get on Instagram and then following kettlebell stuff and then you see people swinging clubs and maces and you're like oh yeah and I've seen people swinging maces and I was like that looks like it'd be really good for my shoulders I'm gonna give that a go and you know what it is really good for your mm. shoulders but like all this unconventional training because it's all like it's all really old i mean the club and the mace is probably the first weapon that was ever created because it's just a club it's just a big stick really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the mace is a bigger stick <coughs> yeah basically <coughs> so people have been training with them for 
so long. I mean, this is a bit of out of the book that I've just been I've been reading. You know, the one you got me for Christmas. Yes. It's called Viking Ninja Elements. It's by Eric Melland, and he had the he had a co-author. I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. But he's one of the main um, mace masters on it. And what was I about to say? Yeah, because basically, like it's like we've evolved with the club and the mace, because like from cavemen. So it's almost as if our shoulders have like evolved with them, mm -hmm. so that they, they, they work together so well. Mm -hmm. But that's what I want to do with my uh, classes: help people move better, as well as get in shape. And it looks cool. It does look very cool to be fair, like some kind of Jedi master when you're swinging that mace around. I remember one video when you're in the park in the sun, swinging a mace around and like, I can't remember, I think you were just doing some free flow movements. Yeah, I was just, I just, <coughs> free, you, free you, flow's the best. You were just jamming I think and it was like, yeah, it looks cool that, but there's no chance my, my arm's going to swing back that way and stuff like that, so. It will do eventually, <coughs> I'm going to get you swinging some stuff. It's just this, just, just the left shoulder, really. Yeah. But, it is cool, um, and it's always good to have someone that you can point in that direction because it will, without you doing what you do, there's no one that I could point into the direction. Or it's like, for instance, the kettlebell swing, the generic what would you call a generic kettlebell swing when you see people doing it and they're squatting and lifting it up by their head, and it looks like a, you're basically just doing a squat and a and a front deltoid raise. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's one thing I've learned, and that I've, I've I've passed on to my clients is how to perform the kettle swing properly using the hips you letting it drop i was doing a video the other day to be fair and i was teaching her how to do it because i asked her to do the kettlebell swing mm -hmm. and she was squatting in front deltoid lifting so it was right i'm gonna take you straight back to the basics and how to do it and and she was getting it in the end obviously no yeah. one's a master straight away but she was understanding the idea of you don't yeah. have to swing it up above your head it's it's the hips pushing the kettlebell through yeah. um and it's and also she even she even said to me afterwards like my glutes are really is it supposed to attack your glutes i'm like yeah. hell yeah of course it is it's your glutes that fire the kettlebell <coughs> that's what i was trying to tell you it's, it's the it's, it's thrusting the hips squeezing the glutes on the way through and not letting it swing all the way up and she was getting it and she was she was out of breath when she was doing it and she was finding it quite difficult but she picked it up and then we cracked on with some deadlifts as well so no, that's good the, yeah because uh <coughs> swing kettlebell swinging before i know i've got you doing it after you uh, that's, yeah that's because that's more it's more of a burnout <coughs> with yours whereas if you're doing kettlebell swings before you deadlift it's like pre uh post activation potentiation but which is also the same thing that you're mm -hmm. doing but like I'm not is on burnout, whereas if you do it beforehand, it's more like it's just more like prep. It's yeah, it's more, like, more it's more pretty more priming and activation, and because what what I what I one thing I do with new clients who have not been in the gym before or new clients that struggle is it's this hip hinge that a lot of people don't get, and it's teaching the hip hinge and and it's really good with the kettlebell because you have to hinge from the hip on that general on on the on the kettlebell swing you have to get those hip hinging in. And and that's what when we come to do the deadlift, it's not just picking down and grabbing the, the bar up. It's it's that hip hinge. Yeah, it's the, it's the hinge. It's the hinge that we're trying to teach. And I was I was made up that she got it there really, but it's it's an, it's another thing that we can touch on because it's one of the main things that I do love to teach in the gym is that hip hinge. Even in general life, when you're gonna go pick some up off the floor, yeah, yeah just down. just and sitting down on the floor it's one thing that i've learned from you is 
instead of sitting on a chair when you can just have a little squat down on the floor on your heels just get down there mm -hmm. there was a thing that, that was going about probably a couple of years ago when i was first doing my pt stuff was was to spend a minute in that position each day and see if you could sit in that position for a minute <coughs> which position any position no the the old school position and like it, what old school position what just position? just squat just squatting so i'm going to show paul now and he can describe oh. it so it's, it's just the squat and just sitting in in this position because a lot of people all oh, right you mean like you're having a poo yeah in the pooey position so sit in the sit in the pooey position and see if you can just sit in that for a minute and and i struggle because of my knees and and i struggle with my back rounding so yeah. see if you can just sit in that for a minute <coughs> uh, well we've been waffling for like 40 minutes now sorry we've been all over the place but this is the first time we've done this in a while we're having a bit of a catch-up as well because we don't really see each other that much mm -hmm. but like I said, we've been 40 minutes and I promised Teej that it would be half an hour. And she's been really good. She hasn't come in once, which I'm surprised. Although I did chuck, throw an iPad at her. Which, <laughs> which I know it sounds terrible, but she, I, she never, she's never on it. so It's a treat. It's a, Well, yeah, for me. It's a bit a of treat, peace and quiet. But, but to be fair, we'll probably go in there. She'll probably be writing a story or doing maths. Yeah, she was telling me before she'd done a load of her own work today, but... This is literally what Paul's just said, getting getting together and getting back on it. I mean, we've both been apart for a bit now, dealing with our own shit. Um, and it's good just to, like I said, you, you've just joined us in a catch-up between the both of us. Yeah, so hopefully next time we'll be a bit more, co bit more coherent, and a bit more informational and um, less all over the place. Have a subject base as well, we'll just... We'll just give you guys some free information that we struggled with when we were coming up and we just needed that with, so yeah thanks for the listen yeah and if you have any questions that you want us to address anything you want us to talk about i mean we're not experts at anything but we're quite well informed and if we're not informed we'll go and research oh, definitely we definitely, definitely research i mean i'm no expert at anything except self-sabotage and nobody needs help with that but i know quite a bit about exercise and nutrition it does a lot, and I learned a lot from our Paul when he was going off before talking about the, the connection he was having with taking his nootropic. Well, exactly, I was learning something new right there, and uh, and again, I'm not. When Paul says whatever I say, don't listen. Take that with a pinch of salt. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I do know what I'm on about with motivation and stuff, but there's other in areas where I'd like to learn as well. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll, I'll try and explain what you're trying to say. Sometimes. Yeah. But, Correct. Right. I, I do waffle on, but but for now, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much.